What's up, guys? Welcome to the Zach and Pat Show. I'm Zach. I'm Pat. And uh, this is our first episode. Um, we're here and we're going to, you know, be doing a weekly uh, podcast here. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Uh, born and raised here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, we're both real estate professionals. We're both dads. Uh, we're both athletes. We both know a ton of people in the St. Louis community. And, you know, we thought this would be a great opportunity to spotlight some of those people, um, learn and grow um, as better people, um, and really just kind of make an entertaining show. And that's really what we're here to do, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, we want to help not just ourselves grow through this, but we want to help other people and, and hopefully guys resonate with with what it is that we have to say i feel like we've both been through a lot in our lives to get to this point um and we've learned a lot that allows us to do what we do and be successful at it so i'd like to share that information yeah and we're excited to do it you know we're both big fans of podcasts like i'm a i'm a big consumer myself so this is uh something i've always wanted to do so i'm excited to be here and excited to do it with one of my best friends yeah, so man. Um, we kind of thought we'd, you know, start this episode off, you know, kind of introducing ourselves and kind of talking about, you know, where we come from. So hey, that's fine. I'll, I'll be happy to go first, All lead right. the way here. And right. uh, guys, Pat Doyle here. Um, like Zach said, we're in the real estate business. Um, I'm on the financing side of it. So I help finance the American dream. Um, you know, we just something that I got into um, after I retired from baseball. So um a little backstory. I, I grew up in St. Louis, uh, started playing baseball at a young age, played hockey, football, and baseball growing up, and just happened to succeed and excel at baseball. I uh, was able to translate that into a college scholarship, which then turned into a pro career. Did that for a handful of years. And then I got out. I'm like, what do I do? Uh, and I was fortunate enough that my mom was in this business and she brought me into it. And, you know, that, that's that mindset, that competitive that comes with this business um the drive like you can't can't just sit on your hands and do nothing like with baseball you if you want to get better in any sport you want to succeed you've got to push yourself it's all within yourself and that's what i love about this job is that you can make of it what you want but if you're willing to continue to push yourself and get to that point you can you can be uber successful i know a lot of super successful people in this and same thing on the actual real estate sales side of it. I mean, it's crazy. So, um, got two little boys, got uh Connor and Oliver, they're five and four. Oliver just turned four a little bit ago. Um, but yeah, they're, they're my why they're, they're the reason why I do this now. Um, I've been, you know, been through a lot in the last year and a half, two years, uh, you know, with the market, the way it is going through a divorce, which that's something that I know a lot of guys need to talk about, which I'm excited to talk about on this. My journey through this has been a lot different than most people I know. So uh, if I could share some insights in the way that I went through all of it and the way I thought about it and how I process through things, if that can help somebody, that would be awesome. Love to be able to, to, to share that. And, and hopefully that that'll hit home with, with, you know, the, with the husband and our ex-husband and the ex-wife to where it makes sense to, to why, why behind it. So, I mean, I just want to make sure that my boys are being raised that even though, you know, my ex-wife and I may not be together, they're still going to see a great relationship between me and my ex-wife. And then my ex-wife and her boyfriend, they, they're 
way more in love than her and I ever were. And that's, that's awesome. And I'm so happy for them. So they get to see that good relationship. And then when the time comes for me, when I meet somebody, they're going to get to see that on my side as well. So, you know, I don't know what you can ask for, for three better relationships for my kids to see and, and grow and learn from, because I mean, they're watching always it's, you know, they repeat and see and say and do it's, it's insane, but I want to make sure that I'm raising them with good morals, principles, and ethics so that they grow into men. Yeah. Honorable, good men. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of one of the things we wanted to like focus on in the show. You know, we're kind of, you know, writing kind of our, our slogan or whatever we wanted to talk about, you know, and we've kind of came up, came to, you know, we wanted to talk about manhood or what it means to be a man, you know, self-improvement and, you know, the art of, you know, winning at business. And that's kind of what we kind of wanted to center this podcast on. And, um, everything that you just said right there really kind of cements it. Yeah. So Zach, tell us about yourself, man. Yeah. So, um, born and raised here in St. Louis, Missouri, um, grew up, you know, about 10, 15 minutes from here and, you know, in South County and well, I mean, we're in South County, but you know, about 10 minutes from, from where we are right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I grew up, I was not a, an athletic kid. I was always kind of the you know, chubby, funny friend, uh, you know, amongst all my, all my buddies. And then when I got to high school, I started playing sports like really competitively. I got into football and wrestling and that really, uh, really changed my life. Um, kind of put me on a different path. I had some really good coaches that really, you know, instilled, you know, work ethic in, and I think that a lot of those ethics that I learned from them, I still, you know, use to this day for sure. I mean, wrestling, I always say wrestling changed my life. Um, you know, it definitely put me on kind of the path, um, you know, that I, am today, I think, you know, that, I, that I'm on today. Um, you know, so I went, went to St. Mary's high school, graduated from there, went to, um, Missouri state, joined a fraternity, did the whole, um, you know, college experience, you know, the parties, the, you know, the, the frat parties, the, the fun, you know, I had a blast down there for four years. Um, when I was a junior in college, um, you know, previously I'd only, I'd, I'd worked in a lot of restaurants. I'd always had jobs in restaurants. I spent about a decade in the restaurant industry. Um, so I was really good at it. And I kind of always thought that that was where I saw myself because it's all I'd ever known. It's something I always thought that I was really good at. And then, um, you know, my junior year of college, uh, one of my good friends, his, his dad, they own a, a number of restaurants here in town. And they came up to me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of them opening up a, a, a new concept for a restaurant or new, uh, you know, restaurant here in town. And, you know, I jumped at the opportunity um, and I thought it would be, you know, because I thought that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, so I graduated and then immediately went and kind of started that process with them. You know, we spent, once we actually found the location, spent about a, nine months doing the construction on it. So I had uh, a lot of, exp- I, I learned a ton, you know, construction wise. Before that, I had flipped a couple houses with my dad. So I had a little bit of experience with construction. And then by my, uh, but by the time we opened up, I ran the restaurant for the first year. Um, and we were having, you know, some disagreements, um, on what, you know, what kind of needed to happen. And I ended up stepping away from the restaurant. Um, yeah, you know, after I put a, put a lot of years, a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it, I decided it was the best move for me to, to step away. And, uh, cause I realized it just wasn't really what I wanted anymore. And, uh, it's kind of lost there for, you know, a number of months. I, uh, I went and worked at, uh, you know, an, an electric company. I thought, you know, maybe I'll be an electrician. Um, you know, I, I got, I spent a lot of time doing the construction and kind of got, got to know a lot of the guys in the trades. And I was like, man, you know, that doesn't seem like such a bad life. Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, eight, seven to three, you know, they make good money. They're off on holidays. They've got, you know, it seems like it would be a good life. So I, I ended up going to work at an electric company for a number of months, 
thought maybe I'd be an electrician. And uh, I found out pretty quickly that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I, I, I always talked to the guys that were in their like 40s and 50s. And they just, man, they just didn't seem happy to be going to work every day. And I was like, all right, well, that's my future. So maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. And then my grandma, um, she is 83 years old. Shout out, Jerry. Yeah, shout out to Jerry. <laughs> uh, she uh, She's 83 years old and uh, still a licensed agent. You know, she she knocks out a couple deals every year. You know, my grandpa passed away a number of years ago. And, you know, this is something that she's, you know, her and my grandpa had a, a very successful business for a number of years. And, uh, you know, she's still doing it to this day, you know, obviously not doing the, the volume that they once were, but, you know, she's still doing, you know, she's still doing the damn thing and I'm, I'm proud of her. And we, and it's something we, her and I talk about every time, every time I get together, she goes, you know, I sit around, you know, we sit around her, her kitchen table in the, in her, in her house. And, you know, first thing she always asks me, how's biz, how's biz. <laughs> and I, and I love chatting with her, you know, talking about the deals we got going on and stuff. But, uh, anyway, so she, she was the one who talked me into getting my real estate license and this was you know, mid 2019. And uh, I ended up getting my license in September of 2019. And, you know, I kind of worked with her for a little bit um, from the get go. And but I kind of, you know, she like I said, she's 83 years old. She's kind of on the the tail end of her business. You know, she's not, you know, young and hungry and out like looking for, you know, a lot of deals and looking for looking for clients to work with. So I was like, all right, I kind of need to figure out you know, what, what kind of, what I need to do to be successful in this and make a career out of it. And, uh, I just so happened to talk to my friend Connor, who's in, uh, you know, we do jujitsu together. And, uh, he introduced me to, uh, my friend Alex Fairbanks, who, um, really took me under, under his wing, you know, when I first got started, you know, kind of showed me the ropes. Um, he was actually moving out to California at the time and he was still trying to kind of successfully run his business in St. Louis while he was starting a real estate business in California. So I was, uh, it was kind of perfect to the you know, kind of stars aligned and, uh, he kind of trained me to, to, to learn. I learned a ton from him. He really kind of taught me almost everything I know. And, uh, you know, I've learned more since, you know, him and I obviously still work together a lot, but, um, but he, he kind of showed me the ropes. I actually went out and visited him in California and spent about, about a week with him and his business coach. And, uh, you know, I was like kind of, and they really showed me what it was like to be a real estate agent. And, uh, and then took that back. And this was kind of the beginning of 2020. And then, you know, I was still working in restaurants at this time, waiting tables. Uh, I left the electric company, went back to waiting tables. Cause I thought, you know, I can make more money, work less hours. And, uh, you know, while I'm trying to figure out this real estate thing and, uh, and then, you know, March of 2020 happened and the whole world shut down. And I, you know, I couldn't wait tables anymore. And I was like, all right, what the hell do I do? So I was like, all right, I guess I'll be a full-time real estate agent. And, uh, I just started treating it like a job, you know, making calls eight to 10 hours a day. You know, we could still go on showings and, and appointments and stuff like that at the time. And, um, and, you know, I was able to successfully close 30 deals or 30 deals my first year. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so that was, that was, I was pretty, pretty proud of that my first year in real estate. And I've done, you know, more and more deals every year since. And, uh, you know, and so this is my, my fourth year in the business and, you know, I'm done a little under 150 transactions in the last four years. So it's been a, been a whirlwind. I've kind of gotten into the investment side of things too. I help out a, a ton of real estate investors. Um, you know, I'm an investor myself. I've done a couple flips. Um, I've got a small rental portfolio that I'm, I'm trying to grow. And, uh, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I, I learned something from every deal that I do and, uh, you know, through that process, it's just been a great learning experience. And I definitely know, know that I've grown over the last 
you know, four years significantly. Like I've just, I think everything in my whole life's changed That's and awesome. uh, it's been great. So we could, we can thank COVID for you making that jump full time. I mean, hundred percent. Oh, that was like, I always say COVID was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it really right? was. Cause I mean, that's, I've been in this business for nine years now. And one of the things that we see with agents is, you know, they, they go part time. I'm going to be a part time agent so I can get my feet on the ground. But that's the thing is you're never going to get your feet on the ground as a yeah. part time agent. You got to make that jump if it's, if, and put that faith in yourself. You say that goes back to kind of the stuff that you learned through sports growing oh, up, wrestling. Dude. I mean, shoot, it's mano a mano out there. It's not a team sport. You're no. you're fighting against someone else. I mean, yeah, you got no one to you got no one to rely on but yourself. Yeah, you know, what, when you're out there, that best that that whistle blows, and it's just you and that guy. And you know, he wants to, you know, I, I mean, now I'm more into jujitsu, and where I, you know, I'm gonna take that guy wants to take me down and hurt me. You know, <laughs> it's like say, I, what, <laughs> what, what's that mindset like when someone's coming up from. Come like on your back and try to choke you out. Yeah, I mean, that's it's like my, my mindset is get my back on the floor and, and get back to a guard and sweep this motherfucker. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's 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 the best thing that I think that's. I mean, I would I would tell anybody. You know, I'm you know I'm sure I'll talk about it a lot on this podcast. But you know, in jujitsu, it's it's been something that's changed my life significantly. I got into that like right before I got into real estate, and it's kind of it's cool to see that like as I've grown with that, I've grown with real estate you know, kind of at the same time. And it's like, I've gotten into, you know, I coach at my gym for the last two years. That's, you know, changed me significantly. It's made me a better, you know, much better at jujitsu. Just, I think a much better person, a much better teacher leader. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so many lessons that, that you learn from, you know, individual sports, I think that, that are different. Cause I grew up playing team sports, you know, I played soccer, played baseball, played football. Um, you know, I was never very good at any of them. I'll, 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 I'll totally admit, you know, like I played, played football four years of high school and I, I loved every minute of it. But, you know, when I look back on it, I feel like I loved the, the team and, uh, and just being around the guys more than I loved like the sport itself. Right. And man, I'm, I'm five, seven and 170 pounds, you know, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like built to be, and I was playing offensive line and outside linebacker, you know, like I'm not, I'm not built. <laughs> like I don't have the build for, uh, for right. football, but like wrestling, I always, I, you know, obviously you, 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 you wrestle people that are your size and, um, you know, that's where I, I was, I was never, you know, I didn't win state or anything. I, but I, you know, I, I did pretty well. I wasn't, wasn't the best, best guy out there, but you know, it was kind of upper middle, I, I thought at the time. And, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it just taught me so much. Yeah. You mentioned something then I was the same way. Like I always felt I got better when I was coaching, like I, you're giving lessons. Like I would give pitching lessons in the off season. And I'd come back and it's like working with these kids and learning through these kids. It was awesome. I mean, I would like tell these kids, I'm like, and it would just click. I'm like, Oh shit. That's what I, that's where I need to fix it. Like, and it's awesome. And I, then when you're going, you're like, Oh, you like, it just, it like clicks with right. you, man. And it's, it's makes complete sense. Like, I, sorry to me to cut you off. Oh, you're fine, man. Family. Tell me about your family, man. Yeah. So, uh, me and my, my wife, we've been together since we were, uh, seniors in high school. Um, so, you know, 13 years now, it's just not something you see a whole lot of these. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, we, you know, we started a fish, you know, we, we started talking, I think I met her when I was 16, you know, and then we kind of did the whole, you know, talk for a couple of years, you know, hook up a couple of times, you know, it was never, but then we, you know, officially boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, when, uh, you know, my, my, our senior year. And then, you know, at, at the time, you know, her and I just so happened to be going to the same college. And I think that's probably one of the things that like, all right, well, we're going to start this relationship, you know, as seniors, you know, halfway through our senior year of high school, like 
at least we're going to the same college, you know, right. so like we want to, you know, continue this, you know, it, and it ended up working out great. And, uh, you know, we stayed together all, all, you know, all through college and everything. I think, well, well, we, I always, we always tell the story that we broke up for like two days and then I got drunk one night and was like, <laughs> I miss you, you know? And, uh, you I know, so. totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was my buddies trying to, Oh, you know, come, come be single with us kind of thing. And it was, uh, you know, and of course I kind of, guess I kind of fell for that and then, you know, realized that that wasn't really one I wanted. And, um, yeah, we've been together, you know, 13 years married for, uh, four or yeah, four and, uh, you know, we have a beautiful son. He's, uh, 20 months old now, you know, so he'll be two in April and we're pregnant and she's pregnant with our second. That's doing, awesome. Doing Congratulations. June. Yeah. We're really excited. And then, yeah, becoming a dad, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, is, you know, relatively new to me as well. And that's been, you know, it's changed my life significantly. What's the, what's the biggest thing you've learned being a father? Man, just like watching, watching him grow, man. And like learning I feel like it's just made me a better man. I'm so much more conscious of what I do. And like, cause man, especially now, man, he's like a sponge. Like I say something, he just repeats it. And oh, yeah. like you do something like, but I did something the other day. <laughs> like I dropped something. I was like, oh, damn it. He goes, and he goes, damn it. And I was like, oh my God. Like <laughs> he was just like copying me. And uh, it's just, you got to be really aware of, of what, of what you're doing. And, and, you know, like I want to set, a great example of, you know, what it means to be a man. And like, I just, I'm constantly on display now and that's kind of something right. I'm aware of. And, you know, obviously when you have a kid, it changes your, your lives and your routine significantly. So that's Absolutely. still been something that's, you know, you know, just getting out of the house in the morning sometimes is, is difficult. <laughs> you know, it just, you know, it's not no longer, you know, just throw my, throw my pants on, put my right. shoes on and walk out the door. You got a lot of, a lot of steps that need to be taken before you oh, can, yeah. uh, before you can, <laughs> before you can leave the house, you know? Um, so that, you know, that's been something that's been an adjustment for me, but I mean, it's all, all great things. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's awesome. Yeah. I would, I would say patience for sure. Like <gasps> yeah. that's probably one of my biggest things that I've learned. Like I was a page, like I thought I was a patient person before. Mm -hmm. It's a whole new ball game when you become a father and, and, and what it is like, you're not going to get it right off the bat. I mean, I, I was, I always tell my ex-wife this and don't hate me for saying this with, I mean, it's, it's one of the, like with the, with the moms, they, they come out and they have this immediate attachment to them. They just grew this thing in their body for yeah. 10 months, totally 40 weeks. And like when it came out, when Connor and Oliver came out, I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. I felt happiness, yeah. but like, it wasn't until, you know, a month or two in when they first, when they start recognizing mm -hmm. you and they smile at you, like, that's when I really finally fell in like, all right, I, I love these little things and we'll do anything. And then, yeah. you know, I, this might, I don't know if this is something that has come up for you yet, but I know when we found out that she was pregnant with Oliver, our second one, um, I just, cause of how much I was in love with Connor, like, I don't know if I have enough room in my heart to love a second kid, but we're talking it, about it, that it, same it, thing, it, right? it, dude, you'd be amazed. Like it just, your heart, like there's so much room in your heart for that. And then that was my biggest thing with that. And I scared the shit out of me. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to love uh, a, another child? Like I love this one and it just, it just happens. Like it's there and don't let that scare you because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I know I've talked to a lot of people that have had that same thing and just be like, just it's there. Don't yeah. worry about that. It's there. And Gina's probably already there. Gina oh, yeah. probably already feels it, knows it. She's the one 
Karen doing, really yeah. doing all the work. Oh, 100 percent. You know, I, my, <laughs> my, my work, work, my work was yeah. done, you know, You're a couple done. months ago, you know, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, dude, I, exactly. I totally agree with, with what you're, uh, with, with what you're saying there. Cause like, I, I thought that I'm like, how do I love, uh, you know, this other baby as much as I love Calvin? Cause it's like, man, he's fucking everything. I love that kid yeah. so much. And, uh, you know, I heard this quote once and I think it was on Rogan and he was talking about Chappelle. And, uh, I think he said, Chappelle said that, you know, whenever you have kids, it, it changes your, your capacity for love. Yeah. And I think that that was like a really, really true statement. And I definitely felt that. Cause like, I, I, I just never felt like I loved anything as much as I love Calvin. I mean, right. I love Gina. I love my parents. I love, you know, all it's the stuff that I do. Different. It's a different thing. It's a whole different. It's, but yeah, it, uh, it, I feel like it changed my capacity for love. And I felt like that was a great, a great way to put it. Like I remember when we, uh, cause you know, Calvin was in the NICU for like, two days whenever he was first born he had some a little bit of a breathing issue it was like it was resolved within like an hour of him being out of gina and then but then like their standard is like once he's in the nicu he's got to like the way she said it she, he's got to like prove himself or like pass the test to to like graduate and go you know like up to the normal infirmary or whatever so like that first two days gina like couldn't move out of the bed or anything yet so like i would I would like walk down there and like go see him, you know, at night and like FaceTime her and like, and I just remember like, this is, I've, I've never, like, I'm not a big crier. I'm not a, I'm not a very emotional person, but like, man, like I just, I remember like walking back to our room after like spending, you know, like 30 minutes with him, like holding him in the NICU. And I just remember just bawling my eyes out. And I was like, I've never cried like this ever and yeah. in my whole life. I don't think yeah. like I've never felt like this and I wasn't crying cause I was sad. I was just like, I was literally, I remember crying. She's like, what is wrong with you? I've never seen you like this. I just never thought I've never felt this emotion before. Right. right. And it was, it was so crazy to me. Like I've just never, I've just never felt that much love in my heart ever. And, and, and it was, it was such a opening experience for me. Cause it's, that's another thing I would say about having a kid is like, you just feel very vulnerable and being oh, you know, absolutely. like, I've never felt so vulnerable. Cause like he is, they're so fragile and they're so small and like just your everything. And it's like, right. It's just crazy. And then like, it's, then you're like, Oh shit, am I going to raise this kid the right way? I know, like, dude. Is what I'm doing right. And you're always going to be questioning it. But yeah, I saw a quote that, you know, they're like, if you're a parent that's worried, if you're raising your kids, right, you're probably raising your kids. Right. You know? And, yeah. and it's just, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, like I said I, I would do anything for those two boys, and I don't know what what I would do if anything happened to those kids. But God, man, they're they change your life. Oh, 100%. and it's cool now because you're you know we're both at that age, you know, where our friends have kids or they're having kids or having more kids, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of cool to see that transition from like the shitheads we were growing up to like where we're where we are now, and like not just in terms of that, but with like, and I'm sure you can say the same thing, but like how successful your group of friends are. Like, you know, you're, 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 the, you're who you surround yourself with. And the group of friends that I have are all like uber successful. And it's awesome to see that. Cause it just pushes me to make better. Oh. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. There's so. that cheesy saying where you're the, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. And I'm like, man, that is such a true statement. And like, I've, I've totally felt that, you know, in my over, especially over the last, you know, like four or five years where I've, where I've gotten into real estate and I've met so many of these like uber successful people and you spend all these time with, and you just, 
I remember because it was like I remember when when I first started spending time around people that were, you know, very successful in real estate. I remember like thinking like, oh, like I I guess I had this illusion that like they were just like this that they're the reason they're making this much money or this successful is because they've they've got they they're just smarter or they've got right. something I don't or like and I realized it's it's not that it's just they just got really good at one thing and they got hyper fixated on it and and got really good at this one thing and they it's just about the about what where they spend their time and who they spend their time with right and uh and I was like oh they're they're not that much different than me they think the same same way I do about this thing and you know they just got really obsessed with real estate or with business or with what whatever their their particular thing is and it's just it was so it was just like an eye opening moment for me and I just specifically remember that like kind of when I was hanging out with Alex and Paul and all these other guys and, and all these uber successful like people in the real estate space and uh it just really opened my eyes to what what is possible and I was like oh shit cuz you spend those time with the, you you hang out with those people and you're like oh they're not that much different than me right. like they started you know a couple of years ago they were in my exact shoes and like I see what they did in 2 years like oh okay well why can't I do that right you know I can do it too and so the next thing you know you're right there with them right. or have exceeded them exactly I mean that's yeah. I think that's where I got lucky too is I entered into this business you know through my mom she was on a team with with, a, with my business partner now Nick and he's been one of the top producers in whatever company we're with whether when we were Cornerstone and now Guild you know we've always you know he's always been one of the number one producers in that business and then the number two, three, four, and five are all out of my same branch. And yeah. it's like, how do, how am I not supposed to be good? Like, I feel like what I, I, I still feel with where I'm at. I'm like, man, like I know where I'm at, like compare, like I even, I don't, I don't even like to compare, but just where I'm at, like in the growth that I've had is huge. Um, but at the same time, like I still see these people and they're, they're still growing and they start like, it's, it's like, okay, I got to, I'm, catch him. I got to catch him. Like, mm-hmm. that's the drive. You got to have that. Like, I want to get to that point. Like I want to produce more than Nick. I want to produce more than Randy, Stephanie, yeah. Pam, like all these loan officers that are out of my branch that are in the top five every month in production and units and all this. And even countrywide, like you see that and, and it just forces you and you're around it. So you learn from it. Like, you know, like Nick, Nick is a genius when it comes to to, to solving problems and knowing how deals get fixed and done. And, and, and all of them are, and, but they have their different niches. And now I'm able to just kind of absorb everything. And now it's like, all right, this, I've got it all where they're, you know, they're focusing on each and every one. Like I'm learning from each, from all of them, you know? And, and it's funny because when I got into this, like, there was just so like, there's so much competition, like even within our branch, like, just the, the back and forth, like, Oh, I beat you this month or, Oh, I'm going to get you next. Like, that's awesome. Like, I love that stuff. And that like, and that's, what's crazy about pro ball. So like everybody talks, like everybody thinks pro ball is this amazing thing. Don't get me wrong. I loved playing baseball. I obviously being a professional, there's nothing cool. Like I played fucking pro ball. He's a fucking professional pitcher (laughs) in the MLB. You know what, what a small percentage of people that make it that to that high level, not quite the MLB close. I pitched in some big league spring training games, but I, I, yeah, I I played about as high level as you can without being a a major league player. But, um, everybody's like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And and yeah, it was, it was really fucking cool. Like, yeah, I was a professional baseball player. Like it's cool to say, but, like the behind the scenes shit, like the shit that people don't see or don't know, like 
fuck that sport. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> like, like, and, and I'm sure it's the same way with other national, like the sure. football or and MLB and NFL and NHL and all that stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of bullshit. Like it's business. Yeah, of course. And, and that's the side that people don't see, but like, the, the other thing is that people don't talk about, like I made some good friends playing pro ball, but at the same time, like even though I'm on the reds, we're all competing for the same 25 Spot. spots yeah. in big league. So like you could be close with these guys, but like I remember playing with guys, like instead of pushing themselves to be better, they were hoping every people, everybody else would fail and then they would get their opportunity. I'm like, fuck that. No, if you want to be better, and it's probably why some of these guys and myself succeeded more than others, because obviously the ones that were hoping for you to fail, you didn't see them around very long. But the ones that were like, okay, awesome. This guy just pitched his ass off. Now I have to go out and be better than that. Like, not, oh, he failed. I just barely have to be better, or I just have to go out and do okay. Now fuck that. This guy went out there, shoved, and now I need to go out and shove even harder. And, but that's the shit that, that that's not how it happens though. Like you don't get close to guys because they want you to fail. I don't think I ever wanted any of my buddies or guys that I play with to fail. I wanted them to get better so I could be better, but that's the kind of bullshit you don't see. And I'm sure it happens in every sport oh, yeah. and, and every professional sport. But like, like I said, I loved baseball and I loved when I was on the mound competing. Like there was no, but like, I'm going to fucking dominate you. When I stand on the mound, like that was my mindset, better step in the box. Fuck you. Like, I got this. Like, I know how to execute my pitches, and whether the, those are to your strengths, and, and, and I don't care because my strengths are going to be your strengths. You know, and if it happens to be my strengths or your weaknesses, you're definitely fucked. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it was just baseball was awesome. Uh, I love competing. I love the work and the grind that you had to put into it, but it's all the other bullshit that went along with it, the business, the uh, – like I said, the shit behind the scenes, like, like politics, I'm sure there's some like right. politics po- in it, politics, you know, you get the but coach's like, favorite, you know, that and like every, like, it's not, I was alone. Like, and I, and I think in, in kind of bringing this back around, but like, that was one of the greatest lessons that I learned was like, Hey, I'm in this on my own. Like, yeah, I've got people in my corner, agents, family, stuff like that. But really, you know, it's on me, you know, I've got to be better than the person next to me. I, I'm not hoping that they fail. I'm hoping they do good to push me. And, you know, it's, it's, it, but you're, I learned how to be alone. And I think that's one of the greatest things I probably could have picked up from baseball. Um, besides like I mean, Yogi Berra said, well, what's this, what's the saying? Uh, like 90% of the game's mental. The other half is physical. Like it's, it's yeah. Yogi isms, you know, like, sure. That's all, it's all mental and like being alone and being able to like, process through the, those things. And, and like, that's what I loved about baseball. Um, was that mental, that mental grind? Like, I mean, you're playing every day. Yeah. That's you the play, crazy part. I mean, how yeah. many games are they playing? How many games does the MLB players so, play? It's like 200 is, something, right? MLB is 162. Okay. Minor league was 140, but our season. So MLB, we all started in April. Our season would end at the, at the beginning of September. They would play all the way through September. And then you got the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, we would, I mean, we would go like, we would have one off day a month, except for, um, the all-star break where you might get two, maybe, maybe three days off. Um, I mean, and there's another thing you don't make any money. Yeah. They do now think, you know, there's a, there a lawsuit that came out and that, that was 
that sued Major League Baseball and won. And so it, it caused them to change the pay structure for a lot of these guys. Now, I mean, that's the thing is as a professional baseball player, like I always had to make sure I had at least seven to $10,000 saved up from the off season just so I could survive through the season like that. That adds a whole nother layer of stress, especially if you're not a bonus baby. I wasn't a bonus baby. I didn't sign for millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I got a thousand dollars in a plane ticket. I'm like, fuck yeah. Give me yeah, that shit, I get to know? play, I get to yeah. make money yeah. playing baseball. After like, taxes, I got $634. Oh, I, I bought a tattoo Cow, pair of cowboy boots and a case of beer. Like yeah. that was, that's how I, that's how I celebrated my signing bonus. But like, yeah. And if you're, like, yeah, <laughs> Hell <right>? yeah brother, <laughs> that's about as Midwest as it right. gets. Exactly. Cowboy boots, probably a couple cans of dip and a tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and a bottle of ranch. A bottle of ranch. Exactly. So, yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, that's, but that, like, that's the thing is that that's that grind that you just don't see and it, it pushes you forward. And, but it, that's it, learning to be alone. And I kind of lost that getting out of it and getting into this business and then getting married. But since the divorce, like that's the thing that I've learned again is like how to be alone. And like, it's okay to be alone. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel lonely. I've never learned more about myself in that time of being alone and lonely than I have ever in my life. Cause all, I mean, you sit, you're there with your thoughts by yourself. So like, the way our, our kids, the schedule works with the kids is two days on, two days off. So like those two days off where I'm at home by myself, like obviously, you know, doing things around the house, I, you can't keep a house clean with two kids by yourself. Like, hey, I got one and it's impossible. Fuck that. Like, Hey, Look, you know, downstairs, it looks like a disaster no, down like, there. <laughs> like, Hey, you know what? The house is going to be shit for two days and that's okay. It doesn't have to be clean. No. You know, ask my ex-wife, she might say differently, but Hey, yeah. that's your you know, house now. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but anyway, yeah, the, you know, the house will be a mess for two days. And then that's kind of the thing. Like the next two days is I clean it up, but I use that as my alone time to, to think about myself and what I need to work on and where I need to be better at and business and what I need to strive to do to be you know, better at that. And like, you know, I've got my insecurities and, and things like that. I think everybody does, but it's using that alone time properly to get better with it, man. And it's been like shitty as you know, some people may think it is embrace the loneliness, embrace mm -hmm. being alone. Like I'm not saying go break up with your girlfriend or your wife or whatever, but make, like, that's the thing is like at the end of every day, I always make sure I've got two hours just even when I got the kids, like I get the kids to sleep. Like I take the next two hours to myself, just shut it down and, and focus on what needs to be done. I do the exact same thing, man. You know, like the second we get, you know, we get Calvin to bed at like, seven seven thirty typically and then gina and i usually hang out till about nine is usually when she goes to bed but and then i you know i usually don't go to bed until like 11 because those are like my you know because as you know and with our careers like we're pretty much always on call right. you know like but after about 9 p.m that's usually when i know like all right i'm kind of done for the day i know i'm not gonna have anybody sending me anything that right. i you know that's just the nature of our business so it's like all right 9 p.m like i try to just like set this thing over there and i'm you know, I try to not look at it and like, all right, you know, even if I'm just sitting there watching TV, which I'm still looking at a screen, but it's like time where I can just kind of decompress and like think about the day or, you know, I can actually like go and do things that I'm not going to be constantly answering my phone. And cause I'm sure, you know, I'm trying to, we both have our phones on do not disturb right now, but I would guarantee that both of us <laughs> have missed calls and text messages, right. you know, that are, you know, wanting our attention, our, our attention's constantly being pulled in different directions. And, um, you know, that's something I was looking forward to with this podcast. It's like, all right, this is a, another time of the week where I can like literally just like 
focus on what's yes. in front of what's exactly. in front of me because like I feel like and that's something I've really tried to get better at and I definitely still am not as good as I could be but like you know whenever I'm home with Calvin and spending time with him like trying to not be on my phone yeah. you know because it's, it's hard yeah, it's, it's hard as possible yeah but yeah. it's I mean it is hard some days you know because like you know we've got something going on it's a you know, it's something that kind of has to be, you know, there's a lot of, in real estate, there's a lot of things that have timelines and deadlines and things that need to get figured out, like right here and now. Um, and, you know, sometimes things do come up that I like have to handle because otherwise it's, you know, it's a lot of money that we're missing out on if right. this deal gets messed up or something happens or something I've got to address. So I like, guess something I've really been trying to focus on is trying to, you know, limit, you know, anytime I'm spending with Calvin, like, all right, just put the phone down, like hang out with him, spend the time with him, you know, go play trains or whatever he wants to do, you know, like actually go be a dad, turn, you know, turn the, take the real estate hat off and put the dad hat on and, uh, you know, really focus on that. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned something and and this is part of what we're wanting to bring into this podcast and, and talk about, but you mentioned things that you were wanting to work on. I mean, what are some of your goals and we can, I mean, we can dive into these in other episodes, but I just want to know, like, while we're getting to know each other, what are, what are some of your goals you have for, for the next year? And how often are you looking at and evaluating your goals and adjusting them? Like how, well, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I had a, I had a pretty lofty goal this, this past year in 2023, I wanted to sell, I wanted to do 50 transactions. Um, in the, fucking incredible too. So that's, I was like my big goal. Um, looks like I'm going to fall a little bit short of that. Um, should end up the year at 46 or 47, depending on, this one we're, we're kind of up in the air on, on whether it's going to close before the end of the year, but it, it'll definitely close, you know, early January if it doesn't close at the end of the year. So 46 or 47, you know, not a bad year at all. Definitely my best year by far. You Especially know, as a solo agent, like I know teams that don't even do that shit. Like that's, and for people that aren't familiar with the real estate business, the average agent closes a deal a month. Like we're doing, like Zach is probably in the top maybe three or 4% of agents in St. Louis. That's pretty fucking impressive, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I'm doing, you know, I usually do about a four month. So that's, you know, that's been, been my, you know, pretty consistent this last, you know, couple of years, you know, so that yeah, I close this year at, you know, like 46 or 47 and I, I'll be like just shy of 12 million. Um, you know, like roughly 11, I think it'll be like 11.8 in volume when everything closes, which you know, will be a really good year for me for that's sure. Awesome. That's my best year by far. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've gone done more and more each year. Um, and so, but some of my goals for 2024, um, I am, I'm starting a team. So I've got a, an agent under me right now. Um, I just actually just switched brokerages too. So I'm now with, uh, Keller Williams, St. Louis. Um, I am, um, we're starting a team. Um, we've got a badass logo made and, uh, um, my friend Zach just got his license and I'm going to be kind of training him to, um, you know, be a real estate agent. He doesn't really like his job. And, um, you know, he's going to be kind of doing the the part-time thing, like you mentioned earlier, but, you know, I didn't get really get to weigh in on that, but I, I totally agree with you that, you know, the, it's so difficult to do this part-time in my opinion. Like this is such a, a, a full-time, like, cause you got to look at it like this, like, man, this is these people's biggest investment that they're, you know, it's their, most people's homes are their biggest investment that they own. And you know, to, to trust that in the hands of someone that, you know, is, is part-time and doesn't have, you know, doesn't ha- or isn't able to give you the full, you know, full spectrum of their attention, like is, you know, cause there's so many agents out there that, that, that can give you the full, right. full spectrum. So it's gotta be hard as that part-time agent, but 
I look at it like this also, everybody's got to get started somehow. And I, you know, I wouldn't exactly recommend anybody jump into this, you know, without a, you know, with, with, cause I mean, you know, you might not close your first deal for six months. Like I, I think I was, you know, I think I closed my first deal in May, you know, and I really got started, like I said, in, in September of the previous year. So, I mean, it took me, you know, a long, I mean, I got my license in September, but I really didn't do anything with it until like December, January time. So, but it still took me five months to like have any income. So you have to be set up right. Yeah. Like, you you know, you definitely need, uh, you know, you, you need some sort of income. So I would, you know, always recommend, you know, have, have something that's, that's flexible, you know, that you can kind of work your real estate schedule around that. But, uh, anyway, I'll get back to my goals. So Anyway, I'm, I'm starting a uh, starting a team this year. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be called Key Lock Homes. We got a badass That's logo awesome. made. I'm excited. Um, I threw a little jujitsu innuendo in there. Um, you know the 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 logo's got kind of a hidden jujitsu thing in it too, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, my buddy Pat made it for me. Um, he's a he's a great graphic designer. I'm sure we'll have him on the podcast at some point. He's he's awesome. Um, he he's gotten into jujitsu over the last couple months, and uh, he's been in my classes, and it's been it's been really cool to see him. Know, just someone who's a friend outside of it, like grow and really like commit to it and fall in love with it. Um, anyway, so got we're starting the team. Um, so this year my goal was to do fifty. So next year I want to try to do sixty. And on top of that, I want I want the agent underneath me to do at least twelve. So I, as the team, I want to do we want to do I want to do seventy two transactions as as the team. Um, I would love to you know continue to grow my rental portfolio. Um, so this past year I bought we bought one more rental. Um, we got one that's kind of in the on the hook right now. Um, we're kind of negotiating back and forth with the seller currently, um, but hopefully we can we can get that one under contract here before the end of the year and close on it sometime early January. So I would like to buy a handful of more more rentals. We've been doing the the midterm rental um, with with a couple of the ones that I have, and it's been been working out really well. Um, so I would like to continue to do that and sure, grow that. We could spend a whole episode just talking about that alone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure it'll come up, you know? Um, so I definitely would love to buy a a couple more rentals. I, you know, I don't really have a number or or anything kind of laid out for that yet. You know, maybe I'll talk to my business partner, um, kind of get something ironed out, you know, what we want to do, you know, cause we did say we wanted to buy two this year. We, we did got the one and you know, we got the other one kind of on the hook. So, you know, we're going to fall a little bit short of that this year, but I think it'll close sometime January. So 72 transactions. I really want to focus on, you know, growing and be, you know, being a good team leader, you know, maybe, you know, get another person or two underneath me on the team, depending on how that's going. And, uh, but here's the thing, you know, I spent, you know, like I said, I spent 10 years in the restaurant industry. I spent a lot of time managing people. And, uh, one thing I really didn't want to do with this from the get go is just bite off more than I can chew, you know, cause I, I've got to, I've got to focus on my production as well at this point, you know, like I've, I've got, I've still got to close my 60 deals. You know, I, I can't, I can't be, I can only, put my, my, my effort in so many places. So I want to, you know, grow the, grow, grow the team, grow as a leader. You know, we're going to have a, another baby in June, which is going to be awesome. And a whole whirlwind, you know, just having two, you know, two under, you know, under three, which will be crazy. Um, and, uh, let's say that was personal good. goals. Personal you got, you goals. Got your business. What about yeah. personal? Personal. Um, so, you know, I want to, I want to try to compete a couple more times this year in jujitsu um, at least I would say at least three times. I want to, I want to usually compete two or three times a year. Um, so this year I really want to do an IBJJF tournament, which, uh, for those of you that don't know, IBJJF is kind of like the 
premier uh, jujitsu like affiliate or you know affiliation or federation. Yeah, they're uh, you know they're they're national or not national. It would be global, international. There you go, um, international. They're uh, you know it's kind of the if you win an IBJJF tournament, it's like you, it means something for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've never done one of those. I've done a you know I've got some medals up there for tournaments I've done in the past. But I've never done an IBJJF, so uh, I want to do at least one of those. Um, you know, they were, actually came to St. Louis for the first time uh, this past year. I didn't end up competing at it, but um, if they come back to St. Louis, I'll definitely do that. But if not, I'm definitely going to go somewhere and travel. Like, I know the, sh- the Chicago Open's a big one. I think that's in April. So, you know, that would be kind of perfect timing for um, with the baby. I just I just know that, you know, come June, it's things are going to get a little more hectic around here, and my time's going to be a little bit more limited. And, uh, that's the thing about competing in jujitsu. You kind of really have to change your mindset a little bit, you know, right. and you got to really like focus and, you know, it definitely eats up a lot of more like my mental capacity just cause you gotta like, you know, you gotta, you gotta dedicate some time and effort and in, into it. Cause I mean, you're going out there on a mat with guys that, you know, that want to strangle you unconscious or break your arms. Like right. it's a, uh, you know, it's a nerve wracking thing. So, um, you know, I kind of always have to hype myself up to do it. And, um, so yeah, I want to compete, you know, three times. Um, and one thing I really need to do, um, and I really need to focus on, man, I've just been, my diet has been shit lately. Right. I think that's, so, I think everybody yeah, falls goes <sighs> into a fall. I, I know I'm going to do it and yeah. hold each other accountable. And hopefully the people yeah. watching and listening, you know, do the same. Like, yeah. Hold us accountable. You, you know, we're slacking off. I'm going to call you out. I'm slacking off. You call me out. Yeah, but. for sure. I think, uh, you know, they say that January is the world carnivore month. I've been, you know, talking, listening to Rogan for years and all these other people talking about this carnivore diet. And I think I want to try it for a month in January. Um, just do nothing but meat and fruit for a month. And, uh, I, you know, and I think there's a tournament coming up here locally in St. Louis and in February. So, you know, it would help me shed some pounds to so maybe make it to that lower weight class. And, uh, so I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do it come January 1st, going to do nothing but meat and fruit for, um, for a month and just kind of see what happens. Cause I've never, never done anything that I, I did. I did the carnivore for a couple weeks, but I just kind of fell off it. Um, but, uh, it might be hard with a pregnant wife, but we'll, we'll see <laughs> what are, yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing, man. Consistency. That's where I think most people end up falling is being consistent. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's on my list. I need yeah. to get more consistent in the gym and, and with my diet. And I just, I love food. It's I know. like, if, Send me a good restaurant and I'm going to go and I'm going to eat that restaurant out of food. Like I just, uh, I, I just yeah. love to eat good oh, food. Yeah. Like last night I, I'm, I'm on my way home from, from jujitsu and I called Gina. I'm like, Hey, I'm on my way home. You know, she went out with, it was like a work party at like a restaurant and they all went and it's like, yeah, I, I ordered a pizza. I only ate like one piece. The rest of it's in the fridge and fucking get home last night and house, you know, the whole thing. Like I'm a, fucking glutton and uh i just and i and i i eat it all and i'm like listen there i'm like why did i do that and i now i just felt like trash and now today she's like you ate she she goes up well thanks for saving me some you ate the whole fucking thing and i was like jesus she's like yeah (laughs) sorry honey um but yeah um so that's something i really want to really dial in this this you know you know we got the christmas is next week so you know i'll be honest it's not realistic for me to Start a, you know, they always say, oh, you know, let's not, you know, don't wait till Monday or, right. you know, don't whatever. I'm like, well, fucking Christmas is Monday. Right, so exactly. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy Christmas and then, you know, we're going to dial it in. You know, I'm, I'm usually pretty disciplined, you know, I, most of the, most of the time, but I've, I've just definitely fallen off this like last month. But yeah, anyway, so what are your, uh, what are some of your goals this year? 
Oh, let's see. Business wise, uh, same as you grow the grow our team. Um, we brought one new loan officer on earlier this year and, you know, she's really been getting after it. She's, you know, just kind of given her that freedom because of the way we're structured, um, with our assistants and everything and, and having our own processor. I mean, if it wasn't for those three, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be the team that we are. They're fucking rock stars yeah. and that's why they're there. And it allows us to do other things like this and get out and have meetings and meet, sit down with agents and financial advisors and stuff like that, you know, and, and she's finally able to do that where with where she was at before. I mean, she was having to originate and chase conditions and all that. Like, no, no, no. Like you go out, you bring the business in. We've got people that are there to help with that. Um, and since she's been doing that, we've seen her business spike and, and I'm looking forward to continuing to, to see her grow um, as well as possibly add some new people on as well as grow my own business. You know, we're constantly, you know, I got a goal every year. My goal is to sit down with 52 new real estate agents that I don't already have relationships with. And so, you know, that's one a week and you know, it seems like a lot, but if you're doing, you know, I've got my daily you know, non-negotiable things that I do from personal as well as work. And one of those is calling agents on a daily basis. So I don't, stop calling until I have at least one meeting. You know, since they're really good at canceling last minute. So, <laughs> uh, I usually have two. Hey, we got a showing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, Sorry. Hey, can we reschedule? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, hey, something came up. I scheduled inspections exactly for the time we're supposed to meet. I get it. Now things come up and, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, so I usually try and have two or three just because I know odds are something, cancel. something's going to come up. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's funny how that works, but you know, verse, I, Hey, sorry, something came up. Well, you're not going to be able to get me back on the books for a while. And I'm like, right. <laughs> oh, fuck me. huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that opportunity, but no, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so I try, I, I'll call until I have those meetings squared away. And then, um, and obviously this, like I, we're both, dude, I'm so pumped. I'm about this. really excited about this. Um, you know, this is something if shit, who would have thought, you know, two years ago, that first deal we did. Yeah, dude. Yeah, just, Crazy. And here we are. You know, it's. I mean, it's, how many deals do you think we've done together? I mean, I, I could go back and count, but I, it's got to be. like 40 or 50 yeah, it's since be something 2020. Like, that. like, it's insane. Um, and you just, I mean, like, you just grow as friends over that time. <laughs> and so, yeah, really excited about the podcast, growing this, getting some people on here and, yeah. and getting their side of things. Talk to our first guest, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's agreed to come on for yeah. next week. So that'll be that'll be exciting. He likes to talk. And oh yeah, he likes he, to talk. He he uh he's a character and yeah. and it's fun. And then obviously like the social side of things, like continuing to grow through social. Uh we got, mm-hmm. got Murph here on the yeah. on the backside that's gonna that's been killing Earth on it. the ones and twos. That's been killing it for <laughs> us. So yeah, we're gonna keep doing that. And then obviously like yeah, just business wise, just keep growing. Like yeah. Like if you're, if my mind says like a tree, if, baby, yeah, we're not growing, we're dying. Exactly. <laughs> and so there's that. And then personal, um, definitely want to get more, I, I get more consistent in the gym. Like I, I always like, yeah, I'll get three, you know, I want to get there three to four times a week and I'll get there three to four, you know, I'll get there. But it's like when I'm there, I'm not like you said about being intentional. Like it's almost like I'm going through the motions. Like I want to be more intentional with the workouts that I do more consistent with those. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like to put one of those things with baseball is number goals. I don't like putting numbers on things, you know, like 
because once you hit that number, then it's like, Oh, what now? What now? But like, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to cut weight out, but I want to get to that point where I'm feeling healthy and energetic and, and all of the, like just all of that. Now do this diet with me, bro. Whether, (laughs) Hey, maybe I will. Um, But yeah, give nothing but beef jerky and apples. <laughs> I, I, I could eat, I could eat meat all day. You I should see too. my freezer, man. It's, it's loaded with, with nothing but, oh, sausage, steaks, chicken, all yeah. the good stuff. So, yeah, like cheese, cheese eggs. Okay. Yeah. Fish yeah. count for that too. I think so. Okay, good. I, I, and it's just it's supposed to be animal yeah, products, yeah, and then I hear animal. some people mix in like fruit and honey. Okay, you know, yeah. that's true. Yeah, Bees. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. So I'm gonna give it a try for a month, and uh, you know, I think I mean I'm I know I'm gonna lose weight doing it for sure. There's no right. way I'm not gonna you know, and it's not like I you know I I don't have I mean I don't need like to lose that much, but I am kind of heavy right now for for where I'd like to be. So you know, I think it would shed a little bit away for that tournament in, in, in February. And, um, but anyway, you, you said something there about like being intentional in the gym and, uh, that just got me thinking, I was like, man, that's really why I like, you know, the two forms of exercise that I enjoy the most are CrossFit and jujitsu because like, I can't have this on me, right. you know, like, like today I went and worked out at just club fitness right down the road. And like, of course I'm like, you know, in between sets, I'm looking at my phone, I got emails coming in, I got texts, I got missed right. calls. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking about that shit instead of thinking right. about, you know, the movements that I'm doing or, you know, like I keep like, that's my, literally my, one of my favorite things about jujitsu is because it's just like a guaranteed hour where I am not focusing. I'm focusing on that person in front of me that's trying to strangle me. Right. Cause if you, you know, if, focus, I, if I lose focus, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting choked out. Right. And, um, yeah, so that's one thing that, you know, just got me thinking, I was like, man, that's really why I love, that's like one of the things I love about that is like, I have to be, this has to take a hundred percent of my attention. Otherwise you know, there's physical consequences, right. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then the, another thing is just, again, intentional time with my kids. Like I always like, you know, with the way the schedule works and, and, uh, you know, every two days having them on and off and then every other weekend, you know, being intentional with that, like we do a lot and, and I, I, and I still coach baseball and I think that's awesome because they come with, come with me to practice and they, they get, again, we talked about seeing and, based and mimicking what they see like and they they love baseball and i'm not trying to push that on them but get them into more organized sports you know obviously at this age they're still learning which sports they want to play but you know how if my kids want me to want to tell me they want to play every sport motherfucker you better believe i'm going to sign them up (laughs) for every sport like you know it's just one of those things like my parents did it for me if i wanted to try they afforded me opportunities you know i just want to afford those opportunities for them to at least give it a shot and be like you know what? I really like this. I want to continue or no, I don't like, you know, and it's crazy how different, like I'm paying for my ex-wife and I, but are 15 months apart, but how different they are like straight out of the box. Oh yeah. It's, it's just Connor, Connor loves, Connor loves baseball. Oliver likes it, but he'd rather line you up and try and tackle you or punch you. And I'm like, all right, well, (laughs) we're going to get you into jujitsu as soon as I can, you know, like, (laughs) So, Dude, I can't wait. I am so excited for that. The second I can get them into wrestling or jiu-jitsu, like, oh, I'm going to be all over it. I can't uh, wait. I'm just like, I don't, but like, like you said, like, I don't want to like force it on him. You right. know, like, I don't want to like, I don't want it to be the thing. Like, I don't want to be the dad that's like trying right. to like live through the kid, you know, like I want to, 
I want I want him to love it. So like I'm gonna I'm not gonna shove it down his throat, but I'm gonna be like, hey, check this out. This is what I you know like this is what I do. You know right. like well, this I is. Think, I think maybe like I know for myself. I, I'm not gonna speak for you on this, but I know for myself. Like that's why I was so successful with baseball. Like my dad played hockey and football growing up. Like I don't feel like he pushed me into those sports, but the fact that he didn't know jack shit about baseball and he got me in with people that knew what the hell they were doing and were amazing. Like at teaching and, and all this is like, they just step back. Like there was no pressure with baseball. I didn't, it's not like I'm saying I felt pressure with hockey or football, but hockey games, my dad would stand in the corner away from all the other parents. I knew exactly where my dad was every game and he would have little hand signs and motions like, Hey, you're skating slow right now, or you need to start moving your feet. And he'd do like this or something like that. Like, Hey, get your fucking ass in gear. You look slow right now. Yeah. You know, like that's that, but that's what it was. And, and like I said, I never felt pressure with it, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, I felt more like, I didn't feel like, like I loved hockey and I still play hockey. I still play to this day. And, but with baseball, I didn't have that pressure. And it wasn't like when, when the first time someone's told me like, Hey, I had a professional team call about Pat, or I've got these colleges calling about Pat. My parents are like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, you're just trying to sell us to yeah. pay more for lessons. Right. And they're like, no, like, seriously, I will give Pat lessons for free. This is for real. And so my, my, like, they just didn't, they didn't realize, they didn't know. And that's what I see with parents today. Like I coach, a, I coach a select baseball team and I did it in the past. And, you know, parents were always asked like, why, why were you able to succeed? What do I need to do for my son to succeed? I'm like, first off, your son needs to be here asking me that question not you. Yes. And secondly, all you need to do is pay for them to fucking be here and shut the fuck yeah, up. Drive, and sit, drive them go here. Sit, go yeah. sit in the fucking stands. Just shut the fuck up and support them. Yeah. Nothing worse that, than the, right. the, the dad out there trying to terrible. coach. I coached kids jujitsu for like a year, um, several years ago. And like, man, it was so frustrating to me that you'd get like the dad out there. Like whenever we we have like a local tournament and you got all these, you know, six, seven, eight year old kids like out there right. competing and this might be the first time they've ever competed or something, but then you get their, you get the, you know, the dad on the side of the mat, like yelling stuff at like, he just has, he has no experience in what he's doing. Like, especially like combat sports. It's like, you know, like he just, just giving him awful advice, you know? And it's like, no, listen to me. I'm like the one who actually kind of knows what I'm talking about right. a little bit here. Like, like I'm, I'm still, I was still even a beginner then. Like, I mean, I'm, I still would almost consider myself a beginner now. Like that's the thing about, you know, jujitsu, like you're always learning, like you're never going to have it all figured out. But then you have these dads on the side of right. on the side of the mat, like yelling things or, or they're, you know, it's just like totally distracting or they're just, and they're listening to their dad more than they're listening to like me or the other coaches. And, um, it's just like, man, it made me realize, all right, well, whenever I have kids, like I definitely don't want to be that dad. Like right. I'm not going to be the dad, like. Like I played baseball, I played, you know, hockey, I played football, I played soccer, I played basketball, but I was never very good at those things. And like, I'm not going to, you know, the only sport I'd feel confident in like, you know, giving some sort of advice is some sort of grappling sport, whether wrestling or jujitsu. And, uh, you know, if, if those are the sports that were, that my son's into, like, yes, I might have something to say about those, but I still, I still want the coach to take the, you know, the, the precedence. I'm not going to try to coach him unless I'm involved with coaching the team, right. you know, like right. I have no intention. And that's the of... thing, like coaching takes a, uh, is a skill in itself, oh, dude. Yeah. And like, I know that like, Hey, I'm going to fuck up as a coach and For I'll sure. be the first one. When I fuck up, I'll be the first one to admit that I fucked up, but dude, Oh, you played high school baseball. You made the freshman team. 
good for you, buddy. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit what your past was unless you know more than I do. And even then, like I want to, I talk to me, tell me your concerns. I don't need to hear you. Hey, throw strikes. Yeah. Hey, get a hit. No shit. Like yeah. take him down. Yeah. Like, you know? like no shit. We got to do that. Like right. you think he's out there intentionally trying to throw base, throw balls or trying to strike out. No, you're just adding more fucking pressure to the situation. And you know, one of the cool, like I, I, there was, I forget who it was, but I was some video that I saw that was talking about, um, these two kids that played high school ball together, they both wound up playing pro ball together. And this, this the kid that was the, the, the guy that was narrating was talking about how he always felt so much pressure in certain situations coming up with bases loaded or like the end of the game and how he, he was, he would struggle. But then he had this other guy that, that hit would hit right behind him. And he knew that that guy was the most calm person ever. And he came back. And they're talking after the fact and like, why is it that, like, how are you able to stay calm? And I'm just, I'm getting up here and I'm so nervous that I could throw up. And he goes, just, he's like, oh, look at where your dad is. Look at where my dad is. My dad's chilling down the foul line, just watching the game, not saying a fucking word. Your dad's in the back going rah, 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 saying all these things. Who do you think's got more pressure on him? I might, I, I just, I go out and know that, whether I drive this guy in or not, right? There's no pressure here. Like, if I make the play, like my dad's way down there. He's just enjoying watching the game. He's not doing anything. You, if you get out, what you know, your dad's gonna probably be as upset or just as upset or more than you are. And you're gonna hear about it. And yeah. you're gonna hear about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck that, dude. Like, that's it, it just. I just wish parents would just shut the fuck up. And yeah. I, like, serious, like. Don't even come. Don't even, <laughs> just don't come. Like, I, it would be amazing to see how, like, the skill set and, like, how kids could do these things with just, just free. Like, no pressure, no whatsoever. Like, obviously, it's my job to put the pressure on them to make them better. But that's what practice is for. Right. I want you to practice so hard that you're fucking up because it's only going to make you better. When you get to the game, just fucking play. And that's almost like why I don't want Connor and Oliver to get into baseball because I know what's going to fucking happen. Hey, you're going to coach. I'm like, no, the fuck I'm not. Yeah. Like someone else is coaching these kids. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to laugh Yeah. and I'm going to love watching every second of this. And I'm not going to put any pressure on them to go out and play this sport. Same thing with hockey. I'm not going to put pressure. Like hell, the best thing that could happen is they go do gymnastics or Jiu-jitsu. I don't yeah. know shit about it. Yeah. You, I'm going to put them in your hands. Yeah. You coach them. You do it all. And if they wind up on UFC one day. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> if not, they know how to defend themselves. Yeah, so exactly. Worst right. case scenario. All right. Well, I guess. That was a fun, yeah, I guess that first, was fun, fun first episode. Fun first episode. Yeah, man. I know we went over a lot, a lot of introducing us and what our goals and stuff are. And we're going to continue to elaborate on that stuff. Um and we're going to start bringing in more guests and, and things and get their their side of things and what their mindset is. And that's the thing is, is mindset, manhood, fatherhood, dad life, entrepreneurism, entrepreneurship, uh, and, and just the whole mental aspect of things and how, you know, what it takes to mentally be at the top of your game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Uh, anything else you want to? No, uh, I'm just excited to, I'm excited to start this with you and this is going to be fun, man. Um, so, you know, I'd appreciate it if, you know, listeners out there would like subscribe, um, you know, tell their friends about the show. Um, you know, our our plan is to have a guest a week. Um, you know, me and Pat 
um, on the, you know, probably be on both this side of the table interviewing our guest over there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be dropping at least one episode a week to, for now. And, you know, eventually we might, you know, start dropping some more. So, um, yeah, like subscribe, um, you know, follow us on social media. We can kind of see a little bit more about us on there. I'm, um, I'm at Zach underscore Vegas on Instagram and Zach Vegas on, uh, Facebook and Zach Vegas powered by Keller Williams, St. Louis on, uh, on Facebook as well. I am uh, Instagram STL underscore mortgage nerd. Um, and then just Pat Doyle on Facebook. We have a F- Patrick Doyle business page on there, but, uh, usually just going straight to the personal page anyway. Yeah, me um, too. And like Zach said, I mean, one of my, one of the favorite things that about one of my pot favorite podcasts, Andy for is a pay the dues at the yeah. end. Like, Hey, you know, like if you liked it, pay the fee. Yeah. If you liked it. We're <laughs> not, you know, there's no cost to this, but if you like the show, please share it with friends, family, colleagues, anybody that you feel like will benefit from listening to this. We'd, we'd greatly appreciate it. Definitely. Well, we'll uh, see you guys next week and uh, hope you guys have a good day.